Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This that rebel music. 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 This that rebel. This that rebel. Welcome to Landmarks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the old Miss Rebels. I'm your host Justin Sanders. Joining me today, my co-host John Stefanczyk. We're going to talk a little bit about March Madness. Everybody's favorite gambling, bracket-making, tournament, event, uh, phenomenon, whatever you want to call it. Um, listening to this podcast, probably not shocked to learn that uh, Ole Miss did not make it into the field of 64, even though we might have left that door cracked ever so slightly in the last episode. Uh, Ole Miss losing to Arkansas in the second round of the SC tournament pretty much sealed that. Actually, kind of surprising to me, John, we'll get your reaction, but I, I thought the season was pretty much over after that. Ole Miss does... Garner an NIT bid, although uh, not a great draw if there is such a thing in the NIT, headed up to play Monmouth uh, tomorrow night, recording this on Monday, so Tuesday night in the first round of the NIT, headed right into uh, a little bit of what you're dealing with right now, John, Winterstorm Stella, so I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, first, how you're doing, and second, what the weather's like. So they're playing Monmouth tomorrow night? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I be interesting to see if they actually play that game. I mean, we're looking at two feet of snow in Jersey. Yeah, it does. And I think on the – I don't know if it was on the press release or the bracket or what, but I did see somewhere it said weather permitting, so. Yeah. I mean, I'd be, what if they move? They should have – it's funny because they give them a five seed and then they have to go up to New Jersey where they're going to get snow. Where the snow's yeah, it, it's stupid. I mean, why are they not coming down to the pavilion? It doesn't make any sense. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I think the NCAA and the NIT are just all waving. We're just laughing at Bjork right now. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, but the Ole Miss Alumni Review sent me a great I article saw about that. It. I saw that. Uh, you know, I was just like, good grief. So, well, I mean, that was, that was like a six-month-old press release they recycled, right? Yeah, hey, you can buy your uh, Manning 50-year anniversary shirt from when Archie was a freshman at 67 this year. Hey, John, you remember? Hey, John, you remember Archie? Remember? remember? I remember. You remember? Remember Archie? I don't remember Archie. I remember Eli. Remember, remember Eli? Remember, Eli? Remember Chad? Remember yeah. Chad? I love remember Chad. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, to, answer your, to answer your question, we're supposed to get a foot and a half of snow. Mm-hmm. The office is open in the morning, which I really don't understand. It's supposed to start snowing at seven, and we're call they're calling for fifty mile an hour wind gusts tomorrow afternoon. I mean, it is going to be a whiteout. It's going to be a tremendous amount of snow. And I mean, the, the, we had it had the we had the nor, nor'easter last month, but this one this one's bigger. It's Takes going the cake, to, yeah. I mean, Neil McMillan's having to put on his snow boots and his jacket and get at it walking <laughs> to the whatever. So, Wicker's Senate office tomorrow, so this is going to be a good old nor'easter. So, anyway, how many, how many, uh, how many big storms have you ridden out up there, John? <sighs> My first winter up here is fifteen, where we had 112 inches in Boston. 
So and it was see. really a pretty it was a pretty mild winter until the last week of January, and then all hell broke loose for five weeks. Yeah. And here it, it, it's it was warm enough the past couple week couple weeks ago where there's barely any snow on the ground really, so there's room to put it, but it's just gonna be it's it's gonna be pretty good tomorrow. So anyway, be interesting so to see be interesting to see the brew pub in the first floor of my buildings open tomorrow night because it's half off dark beers when it snows, but. <laughs> That's, that's funny. Yeah, I think you mentioned that on a on a previous show. But yeah, I'll be interested to see what Monmouth is that like upstate New York or something? I think it's in Jersey. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's in New Jersey. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. Okay, so perhaps not playing. I don't know what the NIT contingency is uh, if that game doesn't happen. Um, we'll get into uh, actual March Madness here in a second talk about our brackets but maybe discuss this tournament a little bit i see the one seeds syracuse illinois state cal and iowa i know there's been some complaining because syracuse not the best rpi 18 and 14 they were like 10 and 8 in their league i mean Mm -hmm. i i don't claim to understand everything at play here but it seems like if syracuse's resume can get them a one seed in the hosting spot old mrs resume you know, it would be equivalent, but who knows? Joe Lenardi, the only team that Joe Lenardi missed was he had Syracuse in and USC out. Yeah, no, I, there were a lot of Syracuse fans that were complaining about not getting in. I just don't, I don't know what merits it. Well, they're Syracuse and they have Jim Behan. That's pretty much it. So. Um, other SEC teams in the tournament. Let's see, we got Georgia in our uh, little part of the bracket here as well as not an SEC team, but I see Georgia Tech in here as well. Uh, I'm not seeing a ton of other. Oh, we got Valparaiso on the other side of the bracket here. Alabama is a three seed. Uh, Clemson's a two seed. One of those one seeds, Illinois State, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, John. Uh, this If this isn't the most – A.K. Ross Bjork thing ever. Illinois State's coach tweeted out SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12 coaches looking for a quality opponent. Contact me. Bjork sees the tweet, tweets at him, and looks like they're setting up a game for next year. So uh, don't worry, guys. Andy Kennedy is going to save Ole Miss basketball by scheduling Illinois State via Twitter for next season. I think we have nothing to worry about. All our problems are solved. Yeah. Everything's fixed. But, so. I mean, on a serious basketball note, and and we don't have to dwell on it because we've talked about it, but it, I don't see a huge downside for Ole Miss right now. Um, Kennedy has another season here. He gets an off season after these NIT games to try to develop some of these guys, bring in some of his new players. But, I, I mean, if, if he does the same thing he did this year, next year, and pretty much not even be on the bubble and then uh, end up in the NIT – I, I don't see him getting another season. Wait, more important statement. D.C. is only supposed to get up to three inches of snow tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell Neil right now it's soft. It's soft. It's not even really a storm. It's the wind's going to blow. That's soft. It's a cute storm. That's soft. Well, I mean, when it's cold rain here, I don't want to go to work. So I, I, can't, I can't complain. I have a carport, too, so I don't really ever have to even get in it. But, you know. Um, but my, my back to my larger point, basically we're going to have a new coach or an NCAA berth in the next calendar year. Pretty much how I see it. So, hey, if you're an Ole Miss basketball fan, just, just stay positive. This is uh, 
Only the beginning, I'd say. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see. Next year is going to be pretty interesting from what happens to, from what happens to AK perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it may garner more attention than normal because it's interesting to see how how how's the football season going to play out. There could be a notable mm. step step change, decline in interest and in everything with just the NCAA. Well, so my question is, did AK have more or fewer, I think that's the correct grammatically, interest from fans, more or less interest from fans, I was say more or fewer fans, but uh, during the Houston Nut final two seasons, do, do we remember? Um... I think that would be the comparison point I'd want to make. What what AK teams would those have been? That would have been Murphy Holloway as a sophomore and junior. Murphy was gone, I think, one of those years. Nah, because Murphy's last year was 2013 when we won the, won the tournament. And that would yeah, have been Freeze's first year. Well, remember he transferred to South Carolina that came Oh, 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 yeah, 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 you're right. Sorry, yeah. I remember thinking, that? I remember, I remember. Wait, so that would have been like Tariqa White? That was like oh nine. Oh nine was a cotton or a, yeah, a cotton bowl season. So not then. We're th- we're talking about eleven and twelve, right? Yeah, ten and eleven. Yeah. I can't tell. Wait, nah, not ten and eleven because Tim would have been following the oh nine football season. That was one of the good ones. Gotcha. So it would be yeah. eleven and twelve, I think. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. I mean, I really, honestly, John, and this, and I was doing this with Sean the other day. We were trying to come up with all AK team. The fact that it's so hard to remember these seasons kind of says it all. I mean, it, it's just, it's a perennial bubble program right now. AK is going to need to take a big step, I think, to keep the fans happy with his performance. Yeah. It's just a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of blah, a lot of blah basketball being played. Mike. Mike White succeeding as well as he is at Florida's probably healthy. hurts him. Probably hurts Although him. Although it's not a fair comparison because Florida's a. I it's mean, not. Florida's, Florida's clearly the number two program in the league. Mm-hmm. It's not even debatable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, Bryce Drew's got a tournament berth in his first year at Vanderbilt. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I know yeah. he's dealing with uh, recruits that have been there before him, but still, I mean, it. There's it's a league with a lot of upward movement when it comes to coaching, uh, and I just I don't know. I, and the, the the another question is, you know, this could be good for Andy Kennedy. Is who's going to be the athletic director in a year? If it's not Ross Bjork, I would say that's probably a good thing for Andy Kennedy because is a is an interim guy or a first year guy going to feel good about? Firing a perennial winning coach. I mean, not big time winning, but winning seasons. Do you uh, think Bjork gets fired? I mean, I, I think a lot of Ole Miss fans don't even think Freeze could get fired at this point. I think they're in for a rude awakening come this summer. Yeah. I, I mean, what what are things like when everything Bjork has said turns out to fall through in front of the COI? I mean, how do the fans feel then? I, I just... I still feel like his future has been tied to freezes. A lot it's of a lot of people I, in the I, media. I figure, you know, it's a fair question. Has has the time for Bjork to sever ties with Freeze to save himself it's, passed? It's passed. I, I mean, oh, I don't think he. I don't. If 
if Severin ties with Freeze is the way he survives this, I don't think he survives it. Because I, I think he's already waited too long to do that. The only path <laughs> forward that I see for Bjork is the same path forward for Freeze, which is some sort of an ironclad defense that you know shuts down basically all the Leo Lewis allegations because it, it really feels like the Leo Lewis allegations are going to be an all or nothing. And the NCAA certainly thinks they have the evidence to back up the all scenario. Any um, of infractions grants immunity to players in situations where there's a, mm-hmm. I've, I don't know what the exact term they use. Basically, there has to be a substantial amount of evidence. It's, it's corroboration. They, they give people immunity in order to corroborate their granted. existing evidence. So in other words, if they're granting immunity, they're saying, we think we're pretty damn sure we got you. And that's, I mean, and many, many people have said that if it's in the NOA, which we know these things are in the NOA, there's probably pretty good evidence for it as well. And I mean, I think we're going to know a lot more in, what is it, April-ish, we're thinking, late April perhaps. Yeah, this response is going to be just, because it's going to be depressing because I think the NOA itself it probably looks really, really bad for Ole Miss, is my guess. And I think the the, the hostage video, press conference, all of that, it, it was kind of a knee-jerk reaction to just how bad the NOA really is. I, I think they were so worried about the NOA and the lack of institutional control and all of that leaking to the media that they were like, well, we got to get out in front of the story, leak it ourselves. I I just don't think that... The first day of possessing the notice of allegations, Ole Miss is going to voluntarily tell all the worst stuff that it just learned about itself. You know what I mean? I I think that we heard the top-level description of the violations and positive Pollyanna Ole Miss fans want to say, well, there's probably not very good evidence for that in there. I think the reality inside all of us says that stuff isn't going to be mentioned by Ole Miss if there isn't probably worse sounding evidence of the allegations specifically outlined in the way that's just my thought on it and this is obviously obviously i'm adapting my opinion as we go john because i mean what I, happened to pollyanna sanders this level of hate is rather beautiful i have to say well i'm not hating but i mean my my pollyanna opinions were only Interesting to me when I thought it was possible they were actually true because for a while it seemed like all of this was a lot of smoke and and no fire and whether or not the fire has been perhaps manufactured by uh, hostile entities, uh, Mississippi State University, NCAA, whatever, however you want to think the Leo Lewis, um, not only the allegations in the NOA, but how did how did they transpire to begin with? You know who put him in the position to, uh, I guess, record these malfeasances by Ole Miss if we're thinking uh, he did save evidence from that time, which is what it's... I mean, like I said, John, I just keep coming back to the fact that everything in the NOA has probably lines and lines, potentially pages of evidence backing it up. That's how these things work. So I, I, I don't know who's responsible, but it seems like the fire is very much in place now. It's not just smoke anymore. Does that make yeah. sense? I mean, they're dead to rights. There's just no other way to put it. You know, it's interesting because I was, I mean, I, I think the core group of boosters that still defend Freeze in his uh, world, because he got him to the Sugar Bowl, even 
even though it wasn't he didn't win the SEC to give him the Sugar Bowl. It, kind of- it's not just that though, John. Before the Sugar Bowl, it's a combination of things. I mean, I think being Alabama and State will endear you to a lot of old Miss fans, but I he, think he, there's he's a, a Mississippi guy. It's there's all, that, it's a, but I, I think there's a a not insignificant portion of the fan base that thinks it's great that we have a you know a Bible study leader running the football team. I mean, that's that appeals to them. I would agree with that. And, and that, that makes them happy. They're happy to give money to a program they think is, you know, very religious. I, and I, I don't think it's a majority or anything, but I don't think it's an insignificant number either. And that, that makes them, I think, more defensive of Freeze as well, especially, you know, when people start throwing around rumors about Freeze's personal life, um, which kind of, I mean, at a certain point in all of this, they they kind of collide with the rumors of you know wrongdoing as a coach. It's kind of a an entire thing of is he a hypocrite? Is the stuff he talks about? And obviously, I I don't think arranging payment for uh, college athletes and being a Christian are mutually exclusive. But there have been other rumors about Freeze that have have leaked probably purposefully since uh, the NOA, the new NOA came down to Ole Miss, that would certainly run counter to that Christian image. So I think all that stuff combines to make a certain part of the fan base extra defensive of someone they view as not only the football coach of their favorite school, but maybe someone that's a defender of other causes that are under attack or perceived attack, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's in... The, the whole thing in some way, I mean, we've talked, not to, not to and we and we, and we hammer this over the head every show, but at the same time, I mean, it is the, it's still surreal. It is the topic hanging above the old Miss athletics department right now. I mean, it's yeah. not like we, like we talked about, everyone's involved in this Bjork freeze, even chancellor Vitter. They're, they're all involved. Yeah. It's a good name. They're all involved in this. And I think they're all going to be affected by the outcome. I agree. I mean, it, we think Freeze is gone. Bjork got promo- Bjork got a promotion recently, but is he going to be able to survive it? I mean, who knows? We'll see. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a promotion makes him off limits to be to be replaced, but we'll see. I mean, oh, buy out more more taxpayer dollars down the toilet. And even if even if. Uh, you know, we do keep Bjork. I mean, does he have any future in this profession if Freeze is totally toast after everything he's done to kind of... Yes, as a fundraiser and an infrastructure project guy. He cannot be an AD, but he can go be a... He can go do those two functions for somebody. Yeah, I mean, okay, here's a scenario for Bjork. He just cannot have anything to do with PR. Yeah. And he needs to hire a full-time compliance director for all his programs. But I guess the the path forward that's positive both for Bjork and for Ole Miss is if Freeze gets torched in all of this, can Bjork stay on and rebuild the program and get it back, you know, close to to where we thought Freeze had it a couple years ago? I mean, if he's able if he's able to do that, yeah, maybe that does that does help him, you know, get another job. But that's that's going to be a tall task, John. I I don't I don't think it's going to be. And, I mean, we talk about it being easy for Freeze in his first year, but, I mean, that was a mammoth turnaround from the roster that Houston Nutt left him. Whoever comes in next, at least, presumably, will have a better roster to work with, um, assuming we don't have mass transfers, but we'll see. 
Yeah. Um. All right, John. You want to get into our March Madness brackets? Let's uh. Let's, let's change things. It. Let's change things up here. Uh, I I made my more, bracket earlier today. What's up? Yeah. Let's say more critical information. Jim Cantore is in Boston, so something stupid is going to have happen in Boston here in the next twenty four hours. <laughs> all right. Good call. Power lines down. Something. Blah blah blah. You never know what's going to happen. Um, a, lot of old, a lot of old houses there in Boston. If they get 80-mile-hour winds, they can get pretty interesting. So, 80-mile-per-hour winds anywhere. That sounds terrible. Um, okay, so I don't think we need to give people an overview of the bracket. I mean, if you if you want to know that, pull one up, check it out. We'll, we'll, we'll go uh, I think through. we run through at a high level. I've got... In the East, where Nova's the one seed. Yeah, that's where we're starting. I've got UNC Wilmington beating UVA. I like that. I'm on the fence about that one. I've got Duke, Florida in the Elite Eight. I got Florida beating Nova in the Sweet 16. I got SMU in the Sweet 16 over Baylor, just out of pure principle. Mm-hmm. Um, SMU, I can always respect. Now there's, you know, we're, we're the new SMU in football, mm. and Baylor, no, no comment needed. So I agree. No respect for Baylor. I think the only reason I uh, I have them in my Sweet 16 here is because Ole Miss did play them and play them close. So I I'd like for them to be good. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Let's see. Nova. I got Nova going to my Elite Eight here. I have Florida beating UVA slash UNC William Wilmington. I'm still on the fence about that one. Got a buddy that went to uh, UNCW, and he's been trying to get me to uh, pick that upset. So I do like that, John. I think that's a good one. Um, who do you have getting out of there for Final Four? I have Duke in the Final Four. As do I. As do I. I hate I hate Duke, but I have him in the final. You know, I I, I think Grayson Allen is going to have a big tournament. Yeah, I think I think Duke is. And to, first of all, I want to say have not watched a ton of national college basketball this year, so a lot of this is Likewise. like is like hearing blah blah. Like for instance, Grayson Allen. I've heard the name. I know he looks kind of like a young Ted Cruz. So I got them in the final four. That's enough for me. Who do you have in this South Carolina Marquette game, John? Because South Carolina has kind of been slumping down the stretch here. I have Carolina. Okay. Okay. We'll see where that goes. Um, let's see. You got to skip over to the right and do the Midwest region now. Let's do it. I have How, Kansas. Yeah. Let's start this. Back. How good is Kansas this year? Is my question because I have them going pretty far too, but I'm I don't really know shit about them this season. I have them losing in the Elite Eight to Oregon because Bill Self always finds a way to screw it up. Okay. Um, my, that's my principle. So I have them going that far. Got Michigan State over Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. The rest of my bracket, I have Oklahoma State over Michigan. Michigan went all the way to the final, the Big Ten tournament, and it seems like every half the time a team gets hot, makes a run, kind of over over overachieves. Right. That kind of takes it out of them. Blows its wad, exactly. I've mm-hmm. got that theory going with Michigan. Interesting. Uh, I kind of like that. But, I mean, isn't it kind of weak down there in that part of the bracket? Isn't Louisville not good? I don't know. I don't know either. All right, well, I, you're changing my mind. So, have Kansas, Oregon, and the Elite Eight. I have Oregon in the Final Four out of this bracket. Oh, wow. I like Interesting. I think I have them losing to Creighton because, once again, uh, going with the uh, old Miss opponents, let's hope they were good. Uh, logic, and then I have I have Kansas make it to the Final Four out of here. I don't know. I I, I still have time to question that. I, it's not that's not locked in. 
Um, let's go down to Gonzaga. They're part of yep. the bracket. Um, yep. I've heard they're kind of weak this year. I I have them losing to Notre Dame. Um, Vanderbilt over Northwestern. Uh, I think Vandy's been playing pretty well lately. I like that. Um, ha- my question is, how good is Notre Dame? Because I've heard I've heard conflicting reports, but as of now, I have them going pretty deep in my bracket. So we are com- we are very different here. You got Princeton winning that one. I have Northwestern in the Sweet 16 in honor of their first time ever in the tournament. I mean, how could that logic fail? Exactly. Well, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is the only reason they're in this tournament is because they've beat Florida three times. They're a one. Tr- they match up well against that team, and I think they beat South Carolina once. And the tournament's like, eh, let's put them in. I yeah. mean, because I, I disagree. I think Vanderbilt's pretty good as far as the bubble goes, but I definitely beating Florida three times is their the feather in their cap. But we'll see. I mean, I I mean they I lost. Like, they're ni- they're nineteen and fifteen. They're they're slightly better than a five hundred team. We'll see. It happened. It happened to beat one good team three times. That's pretty much how I look at it. We'll see. They got they got some really good guards. Luke Cornett is like the the sweetest shooting seven footer you'll ever see. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick against a seven footer that can knock down threes. I just love watching that. So yeah, I just yeah, I forgot forgot you have a you have other. Your bias. You have biases in this analysis, too. I don't know what you're talking about. Vanderbilt is pretty good. We'll see who was right. We're in the same uh, – yeah. we're in a group together, so we'll, we'll see who's bracket comes out. I think personally, I'll make fun of Corbin here in a minute, but I think North, well, Northwestern, the first time in it, we got a reward. I, I wish you wouldn't, but, hey, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. Uh, let's see. What about this Maryland-Xavier uh, oh, game? Also, I have Princeton beating Notre Dame. Okay, that's a good call. Um, they just won the uh, Ivy, right? That's all that. Yeah, and I have Huggy Bear in the Elite Eight. Nice. Okay. Uh, what do you think about this Maryland Xavier game? Let's see. I have Xavier. Yeah, me too. And now this is one that's giving me pause: FSU, Florida Gulf Coast. It's it's hard to pick against Florida Gulf Coast. I had no clue FSU would be a three C. Like that's yeah, the I know that's a that's a crazy high seeding. But I put him in the Sweet 16. Um, yeah, me too. I have I have Arizona over West Virginia in the Elite Eight. Arizona to the Final Four. Yeah, I had Arizona in the Final Four. Flipped it. Might still flip it back. I have VCU beating St. Mary's. Minor 10-7 upset. Um, yeah. I never pick against VCU in, in the tournament for whatever reason. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, UNC, their region. I have them as of now going to the Final Four. That's this is definitely the toughest region now. I have them losing to Kentucky. I had Kentucky in my original bracket winning it all. Got cold feet because they are really up and down. Um, but I have Kentucky in my Elite Eight. I mean, they they should do well. They have some crazy talent when they turn it on. Yep. Um, Arkansas, Seton Hall. I really have no idea. I picked Arkansas because they looked pretty good the last few games. I uh, took Seton Hall. I have Middle Tennessee upsetting Minnesota, though. Yes, same. Middle Tennessee has had a great season. And uh, look what always, they did last. Yeah, I always love the 5-12 upset. Um, let's see. Cincinnati, I have over Wake Forest Can- or Kansas State or whatever. Okay. Who knows? I got Cincinnati over UCLA in the second round. I have UCLA winning that game for some reason. I don't know anything about either one of those teams. Wichita State over Dayton. Like I said, I have Kentucky over UNC to go 
go to the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have Dayton. I have Dayton over Wichita, personally. But then I have Kentucky going to UNC, UNC the Final Four. So I, I feel good about a lot of it. I'm, I'm still very hesitant about my Final Four right now, notably Notre Dame <laughs> being in there. But this is a placeholder. Uh, I got Notre Dame out the first round. So. I know, so we're we're diametrically opposed. I should leave it like this, uh, yeah. just so if it happens, we can we can separate ourselves on the leaderboard here. I'm gonna yeah. revisit. I'm gonna revisit my uh, picks tomorrow morning when I get into the office. Probably change them all up again. But when's the when do the playing games start? Are they are they tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay, but that means the brackets probably lock on Thursday, something like that. Yeah, that's correct. Generally, all right. Well. I mean that'll be fun. Everybody loves uh, a little first round NCAA action. What what games do you think are going to be most interesting out of these that we just went through here? I'm going to say Princeton Notre Dame should be good. I'm going to say UNCW UVA should be good. Yeah. Uh, mm, I mean, Michigan South- State Miami is interesting. Eight nine. Yeah. Um, I, I might watch. I might watch these uh, SEC games: South Carolina Marquette, Northwestern Vanderbilt. North. Yeah, Northwestern Vandy would be good. Um, let's see. I I, I like we hoping for that uh, Middle Tennessee upset. So hopefully that'll be a good game to watch. Um, Dayton and Wichita. Where is where is that game? It's not in Dayton, is it? I have no idea. Because if it was, I'd be all over it. No, it's in it's in Indianapolis. It's in Indy, which isn't far for Dayton at nah, all. But I, I might watch that game just because that's two rabid basketball fan bases right there. Yeah, that game in India draw will be good. Yeah. Um then I'm thinking maybe I don't know. I always I always like the five twelves, so maybe that Iowa State Nevada, who knows? Those yeah, are always yeah. those are always fun games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Not a not a huge year for college basketball from my perspective down here. I don't know if people up there care about it at all. I feel like the nope. the, the college basketball scene's kind of in between us. Uh, Chris Sale's more important than any college basketball team. I believe that, yeah. That makes sense. Um So yeah, I mean no one no one down here is talking a ton about it. Obviously State and Ole Miss, neither one of them came anywhere close to it. John, have you seen uh I mean, it's it's on the basketball topic. Have you seen, and probably not, because I know you don't really run into many state fans or see them online or anything in the circles you run in, but uh, supposedly the argument is that in his first two years at, what was it, where did he coach before, Howland? He was at UCLA, right? Yeah. And then there was somewhere else that he went and he was pretty good at. Apparently he's bad the first two seasons, and then he turns it around the third season. So they're, they're all like... If you try to say stays bad right now, they'll be like, "Ha ha, yeah, good one, dude." Season three under Howland's where it's at, so uh, that'll be that'll be something to watch next year. They've been um, pretty up and down, good recruiting, but I don't know, not not very consistent play on the court throughout his first two years. What the hell happened? Who was the superstar dude, Malik Newman? Yeah, was the- yeah, Malik Newman, biggest recruiting and like recruitment in like state history. Chooses between State and Ole Miss, plays a season at State, and transfers to Kansas, and that's the end of the story. That's where he's at. So he had to sit out the year. I think so. I, I think I think him and Dwight are uh, him and Dwight Colby are kicking it over in Lawrence. I believe that's hilarious. That is pretty funny. It'll be interesting to see because if you remember, I mean, he was talked about as a as a lottery pick after one year of college, and then you know he actually played that year and. Everybody went, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. And, and I and you know, based on what 
you know, the way things transpired, I think it's safe to say that he and his people pretty much blamed Howland for a lot of it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a great look, uh, when you're, when you're, your new coach that thrives on recruiting gets your in-state hero and then mismanages them to that degree. But I mean, Hey, if they're good next year, I'm sure they won't care. No in-state fans. They already think, you know, Malik Newman sucks and, we never wanted him anyway, and all that stuff. He's so. the Robert Kimdichi of uh, of Mississippi State, I guess. Huh. Transferred. I don't know. Except, I mean, Kimdichi was was pretty good sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Malik was too, but Kimdichi. I don't know. I, I'm not going to hate on Robert. Obviously, he contributed on the field, but I think his contribution was larger just to the the profile of the program. Yeah. Uh, it started with signing day when he announced, but he he added excitement and attention from the national media scene to Ole Miss the entire time he was on the roster. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Not gonna. I, I think he's also a pretty laid back guy that doesn't seem to really be very malicious or anything like that. He just seems to be eccentric and, and maybe maybe lazy. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we we talked nit, we talked March Madness. We didn't go through our Final Four. We didn't. I have, and I feel bad even saying this because I think I'm going to change it, but I have Duke, Notre Dame, Kansas, UNC. Right now, Duke beating Kansas, but I honestly think three of the four will be different tomorrow. I'm going to leave Duke in, though. I, I'm still back and forth in the UNC bracket. I think Duke and UNC are my safest right now. Having some doubts about Kansas, and the Notre Dame pick was just uh, on a whim this afternoon when I was messing around with it, but I don't know. What's your final four? Oregon, right? Oregon, Kentucky, Duke, Arizona. I have Arizona over Duke. I like it. Kentucky over Oregon. And I have Arizona winning it all, 71-69. Calipari manages to lose another title game is my theory. I like it. No, I like it. I, I had Kentucky in the in the title this morning, so I'll, I'm going to – just probably just gonna steal all your picks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but that's that sounds solid. That sounds more solid than mine for sure. I had like my worst year ever last year. Like I was like the bottom ten percent of the country doing bracketology. So. Oh god, yeah. No, I think you I was. I can't remember ever having a good year. So we yeah. were both pretty bad last year. And then, uh, yeah, I remember that. And then a couple years ago, you know, we're probably the first football season we were doing the show. Joined some uh, CFB pickums and just did terribly. And why do I even have a podcast? What am I doing? I know nothing about this stuff. But I mean, hey, that's I guess that's why we uh, yeah. get on here and just BS about it for an hour a week because I mean, otherwise, much. I don't know anything about sports other than what I BS. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um. So speaking of BS, shall we talk about Ole Miss's hitting the last week in baseball? I was going to say it was that Stanford bunt single because that's about all, about all the their, their offense is good. Yeah, for these bunt guys. single sounds badass, man. Who in our team would lay down a bunt single? I know of like three or four guys that have the speed for that. Yeah, Olenek, Kyle Watson. I can see Golson doing it. Maybe Tate Blackman. Um. But yeah, uh, we got we got our. Uh, Got our brave captains back from their their deserved suspension for we think drinking beer in the uh, airport in Houston. Um, lost one of the two games they were suspended for, so that's thank God, thank God we uh, taught them that lesson. Um, Georgia State 
that's the series I'm talking about. Won the first one, lost the second one. Both games were like 1-0. I think the loss was 2-0. Georgia State they scored two runs in the bottom of the eleven or the top of the eleventh or something. The funniest thing about that game, John, was uh, I think bottom of the tenth. Bases were loaded with two outs. Thomas Dillard, one of Ole Miss's um, best young prospects, somebody we're really excited about, but he works a full count. Um, and this is the bottom of the tenth. I'll reiterate. Pitch inside, jumps out of the way of it. You know, you love the instincts. You're happy that you got a guy that, you know, has that sort of a reaction. But at the same time, you hang in there. That's a walk-off hit by pitch. I mean, that just kind of summed up Ole Miss's entire experience the last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... That's, jeez. Yeah, I mean, and then, of course, he goes on to ground out or something like that. Ole Miss loses in the next half inning, so... What are you going to do? Uh, Furman came to town this weekend. Ole Miss did not drop any of those games, but uh, it wasn't for lack of trying. Um, Got to hand it to Ole Miss pitching. They've been really, really good. Furman, honestly, you know, hopefully not just blowing smoke here, but looking at their numbers, seemed a lot like UNCW where they had some guys with serious pop in their lineup, some scary bats, and didn't even score a run on the weekend. So, Got to give it up to the pitching. Um, I, I got to say, John, after last week, and, and I'm assuming David Parkinson, Brady Feigl, definitely listened to the show. They must have heard me saying how uh, MacArthur and Etheridge were better suited to, their, to weekend roles. Both had fantastic performances on the weekend. MacArthur was actually scratched due to a uh, precautionary thing with a elbow strain or something like that. Um, I don't think it's serious, so don't don't worry. Don't think Tommy John or anything. But uh, Parkinson, SEC Pitcher of the Week, he had a no-hitter going into the eighth inning. Um, disappointed when it ended with a single, but, hey, Angie pointed something out to me, John. Into the seven innings, I mean, that's good enough to be a no-hitter at LSU. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. I like this logic. Yeah, so Parkinson we're pretty much... Call seven seven no-hitting the LSU no-hitter. Yeah, it's the same. It's Exactly, yeah. So he, he threw an LSU no-hitter... Uh, ended up pitching eight complete with, I think, two hits, no runs, nine strikeouts. So, great day for him. Feigl looked pretty dominant on Saturday as well. And then uh, Greer Holston got the start on Sunday, freshman. Did they not allow a run all weekend? Is nope. that right? Yeah, it was, a, it was a complete game, complete shutout all weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's solid. That's exceptional. Here's... And I mean, and John, if you think about the Georgia State only scoring in the eleventh, that means five games in a row with no runs through nine innings. That's that's good. That, the, the, that's, the hitting needs. The good news there before, and I'll let you make your point. But the good news is that the hitter, the pitching is going to be in place for the most part the next couple seasons. These guys are only going to get better and older. You have time for the hitting to come along, but it's it's not there at all right now. Yeah, hitting's going to be. Can they kind of? slowly build something in some way shape or form or are they going to get to conference play here starting this weekend and it just and just get and just be the team that can't score that's going to be interesting to yeah to follow the other thing too is that while the pitching's been outstanding and they have a lot of arms a lot of a lot of freshman arms too are they going to get tired at some point during the season right yeah yeah definitely it probably will hit a wall but i mean there's a lot of depth in that bullpen. Like I mentioned, I mean, Greer Holston is not even a name that almost fans really talk about. And he threw a, he threw a good game on Sunday. He looked good. I mean, 
I, I think there are guys in that bullpen we haven't even really seen yet, like Jason Barber and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see Bianco manage the pitchers. But I mean, the, the freshmen have to refine that. Uh, the, and, and not just the freshmen, Goldsman, Blackman, Bortles, Olenek, they, they, they have to get in their groove with SEC play coming up this weekend or else we're not going to win very many games. Yeah. Um, Wins up sixty miles an hour in Portsmouth. I'm sorry, looking looking at Oh geez. The circus tomorrow. It's gonna be we could have I mean you, you could easily be watching the Weather Channel tomorrow afternoon and there'd just be some silly stuff in terms of stuff blowing over and knocked down. It's gonna be this is a legitimate <laughs> storm here. Jeez. Well we'll see about that uh we'll see about that basketball game tomorrow night. Yeah. Monmouth. Uh, baseball plays tomorrow night as well, although I don't think it's going to be available for any sort of video streaming. You could probably listen to the radio broadcast uh, if you're here in Mississippi on the radio or on TuneIn. Um, they're playing down at MGM Park in Biloxi, a new park they built, I think, last baseball season for the the Biloxi Shuckers, a minor league team. I'm not sure who they're affiliated with, but looks to be a nice stadium. They're playing. Oh, it just slipped my mind. I I just knew this. I think it's a team from Louisiana or something like that. Um, it Nichols. doesn't. Nichols, yeah, Nichols State. That's it. Um, and then Vanderbilt coming to Oxford first game Friday at seven p.m. Um, looks like the Sunday games on TV on SEC Network. It's gonna be a good series. I mean, Vanderbilt is uh similarly talented yet struggling. I'd say to Ole Miss this season. Um, they got a they got a lot of different guys on their team that have a ton of potential, but maybe haven't put it all together yet. And then they have some some veterans that headline the group. Although I I think uh, Jaron Kendall is probably better and a much higher thought of prospect than any of our you know Bortles, Blackman, Golson types. But um, I, I think the teams are pretty evenly matched. And John, I know you're gonna say you said you had some uh, some Corbin hating to do. I was just going to sit. I just want, I was wanting to do an analysis on how much need-based financial aid was going to be in the opponent's dugout this weekend. That's good. And we've talked about this on the show before, so we don't need to do a uh... – I tip my cap to Vandy. It's just like, let's go do this and be the best in baseball. Like, you of know course. What? I mean, I think we all agree that the point of these sports is to win, right? Yep. So – do what you got to do. The IHL's fault. We can't have more depth on both the Ole Miss and Mississippi State rosters. Yeah, the IHL, and then at something something called the Mississippi State Legislature. Probably not too interested in uh, starting broad-reaching scholarship programs for uh, people in Mississippi, much less in adjoining states or anything like that. So that I think that would be the uh, the public school LSU equivalent path to doing that. Yeah. Um, although I, I'm still interested to see how all the stuff with Louisiana's budget is going to affect their, their baseball team. Cause I, I think that the scholarship got put on hold there uh, because they're in such a budget crunch. So I don't know how long it would take before that starts to affect, but LSU looks really good this year. So I yeah. shouldn't even, shouldn't even begin to question it. Uh, let's run through the sec slate, John, since we're getting started here this week, uh, Vanderbilt at home to start it. You get to go to Kentucky for the second weekend. I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I like that, especially for a team that maybe is uh, struggling at the plate. It's nice to go play at Kentucky. Got to think that ballpark's going to help. Although, you know, with the with our pitching, we maybe worry about them cranking some home runs out of there. But, you know, that's good. Not the hardest SEC start. Um, they, 
Go on. The last time they played Kentucky was two years ago. They went up yeah, there, scored to, forty runs in three games. 30 I think. Runs in three games was really yeah. a de- was a defining series. That wasn't that. A, yeah that for that that was the College World Series team, and that was kind of when they they made that, their mark as that a, they were offensive they were, team. Yeah, they were ten and eight after losing the series at home to LSU. Went up there, swept them. And then I'm pretty sure it was after uh, that they started rolling wins. Yeah, it was two out of three down the home stretch. It was I don't even know they had the Arkansas series. They had I think Georgia. The, I remember the last season to finish was at A and M. Won the two at A and M. Yeah, yeah. Get to uh, no, I actually actually like the way this sets up a lot. Get through Vandy at home. You get to go at Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Weekend after that, you get Mississippi State in Oxford. Um, State struggled this year. Should be and obviously Ole Miss has played much better at home. Uh, that's that's a good draw for Ole Miss. And then you get Alabama at home after that. Um, so kind of want to stockpile some wins if you can through Kentucky State, Bama, because uh, after that you go at LSU. You get Missouri at home, which is good. Uh, their pitching is is really good. Um, as it has been the last couple of years with their their starters being so good. Are you going to say something, John? Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, so that that could be challenging, but it is at home. At Arkansas, the next weekend is a tough series. And then at Florida, really tough. A&M at home. At Auburn to end the season, not as bad. But uh, a, a bit of a murderer's row at LSU versus, versus Missouri, at Arkansas, at Florida versus A&M, at Auburn. I mean, that's that's some serious competition uh, lined up there at the end of the schedule. Yeah, you signed for 500 right now there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, really, Ole Miss needs to be stockpiling wins uh, up until that at LSU series, if at all possible. Yep. Man, this is, man what a great slate, though. I mean, it's just fantastic schedule. Like just from a just from a pure. So who do they not play this year? No Tennessee, challenge. no Georgia, no Tennessee, no Georgia. No yeah, you almost got it. We're missing. Who are we missing? Oh, we miss. Uh... No, that's right. You just missed three teams, right? Yeah. 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 Oh dang! Yeah, we forgot that we're one of the fourteen. Yeah, I was. Ben, doing, I was doing the ben, same thing. Kentucky, Florida. Yeah, you just missed three teams because there's fourteen total. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean it's a great slate though, really good. I, none of those teams that we're missing. I mean South Carolina is the only kind of uh, legacy program in the in the league that Ole Miss doesn't play this year. But it's a lot of yeah. a lot of tough matchups. But I, I I mean I think if you're an SEC baseball fan, if your team's gonna be good, they got to do it against the the top competition in the league. I mean it's an exciting it's an exciting slate of games. I, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, while we're here, midweek's opponent of note, uh, that, that week after versus Vanderbilt, you got to go at Memphis. Um, you get Arkansas, Little Rock week after that Southern Miss and Pearl. Uh, Oh God, John, we're playing at Southern Miss on April 11th. Oh God, that's miserable. (laughs) That is, that is miserable scheduling Ross. You should be fired just for that. Terrible deal. Uh, Arkansas, yeah. What the like? What? What does Ole Miss get out of this? Oh, we got a home at home with Southern. Hell yeah. Um, Four nineteen. You get Pine Bluff and Oxford. Uh, Governor's Cup is on the twenty fifth of April in Pearl. You got a two game with ULM. 
uh, beginning of May, and yep. then Arkansas State May sixteenth, and that's it. That's a good, it's a nice little uh, non-conference slate as well. Um, geez, John, I'm already. Kind of, I mean, we got we got ten SEC weekends left, but I'm already dreading the uh, the end of baseball season and summer with nothing to talk about but COI and uh, <laughs> fall and fall camp. That's gonna be. It's gonna be an SEC media day. It's right. gonna be a just miserable. Like it. We'll just do be an MLB podcast for the summer. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll start watching the Cubs every day. You can watch. You can watch the Rangers. We'll try to. I mean, I do really like uh, MLB TV, like morning programming and stuff. Like, you ever watch like High Heat? That's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love that stuff. So hey, yeah. Let's let's do that. I mean, yeah. Sounds good to me, John. We'll have to have segments. Uh spirit board post spirit uh almost spirit threat of the day i like that i like that i mean or we could just revisit like uh ironic yancey tweets like they're ironic now because of how wrong they were yeah like if you have any if you have any real real uh allegations send it to compliance at old miss that or whatever so that's so classic do not slander these young men that's that's so classic basically uh I'm just I'm just waiting for for Trump to tweet. You know, if you have any if you have any evidence of collusion with Russia, please send it to Jeff at justice.gov. Do not slander these young uh, politicians. I would love I would love that. I love that. Either that or freeze tweet. Just see you in court. The future of our, fo- our football program is at stake. If you tweeted that, be fantastic. That'd yeah. be fantastic. Um, all right. Let's see. I don't. I don't think there's a ton else going on. We talked about the combine last week. Um, I don't think anything's really come along on that front, at least that I can think of. Usually, after we finish the podcast, something comes to mind, like, "Oh, we should have mentioned this. Should have mentioned this." It's. It's been uh It's been pretty slow. Uh, obviously, people behind closed doors at Ole Miss are. Working furiously to defend their honor and the sort of notice of allegations and all that, but nothing's really leaked out. There's been some discussion about who the booster is that allegedly paid Leo Lewis and then texted Barney about it. Um, I, I, we're not going to get into naming names in the podcast or anything like that, but that's that's been a topic that's been discussed on Ole Miss boards lately. But nothing really of substance. It, I, I will be interested. I, I think you know we were just making fun of the spirit, John, but. It's obvious that the spirit is sort of the mouthpiece for the administration and for Hugh Freeze. So I do think once there's a cogent defense strategy of some kind, uh, I think you're going to read about it first on the spirit. I'm just I, I it'll get out whether you read the spirit or not. Not saying you need to read the spirit, but I, I'm just trying to make some nebulous predictions here that could turn out to be true. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, the first place we hear of what will eventually become the COI defense strategy is in a. Uh, a Chuck post. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and didn't I mean you? You're you're on the spirit, I think, John. Haven't they already? Haven't they already said they've basically been trying to discredit the rebel rag stuff? Like the owner they're, of they're dishonest people. Yeah, uh, the owner of Rebel Rags claims not only did the allegation you know with Leo Lewis not happen, but there's there's this thing that Ole Miss fans are hung up on about how. Leo Lewis said he was told to remove the security tags from the merchandise, but Rebel Rags doesn't use security tags. And all that. I mean, the real thing is, who knows if Leo Lewis ever even really said that. This is a game of telephone at this point until we actually read what's in the NOA. 
Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Rebel Rags owner somehow helps Ole Miss make their case that these allegations are unsubstantiated and all this. But would we really be surprised if Rebel Rags let recruits take stuff for free on their visits? I mean, that's not shocking. It wouldn't, so let's, wouldn't shock let's, me. Let's go through. Let's. Okay, we're gonna do this. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Hey, best case scenario for Ole Miss at this point. Mm. Best case scenario is self-imposed penalty. You still get, you still miss a bowl next year. Exactly. Is it you? Eleven scholars. Let's say the COI said they they basically throw out everything. Yeah, I mean, that's you that's the still, best case. Still eleven scholarships. One year bowl ban. Bowl ban. And like eleven billion dollars in forfeited funds. Eight figures and two recruiting classes. Yeah. Completely. It's true, but I don't think there's any way to quantify that in, like, your official punishments, you know? I mean, I don't think the NCAA really gives a shit about your recruiting. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree, but just saying. Yeah. I mean, it's two recruiting classes. It matters to us, but I don't think the NCAA will take that and be like, oh, we feel bad for you and your recruiting classes. You know, you understand. I mean, I know you know that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, so what? what's now? The worst-case scenario? Worst-case scenario... Barney Farrar, 10-year show calls. Hugh Freeze, 10-year show calls. Matt Luke, one-year show calls. Uh, Corey Batum, one-year show calls. Um, maybe a Derek Nick show calls, a Chris Kiffin show calls. Um, at least a two-year bowl ban. I don't think they would go. I don't think it would go three. That's that's crazy. But two-year bowl ban that includes uh, no no penalty for transferring. You can play immediately wherever you go. Um, let's say lose 28 scholarships over maybe Four. lose maybe lose 30 scholarships over five years, something like Ooh, that. That's a five years. Wow. I mean, have you been? You've I know you've been paying attention, John. I mean, the NCAA <laughs> has a hard on right now, and they're not they're not looking to uh, wine and dine. Nope. I I, I just I don't. I don't know. The, probably the most worrisome thing of the entire situation is that we're not sure if Greg Sankey is in Ole Miss's corner and in the NCAA's corner, or third option, throw Ole Miss to the NCAA in order to protect the rest of the league. I mean, I I think the other two are much more likely than him going to bat for Ole Miss vehemently. Yeah. He's not helping Ole Miss. I'm saying that no i absolutely not yeah i agree it's not helping the sec either with all this immunity thing stuff i mean that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah well obviously not that's that's terrible terrible for the league but what are you gonna do um yeah but i mean we'll probably have the same conversation that we that we had um about this several times between now and when the coi meets this summer um but as I mentioned earlier, there's going to be a period of time probably where that's all we talk about. And once we get the NOA response, uh, probably 70-ish days from now, I'm trying to remember, it's been about three weeks since the ad end, I believe. Um, we'll know more, but until then, it's just a lot of doom and gloom and speculation because that's kind of what the evidence tells us is the reality right now. Um, but I don't know, John, you got anything else you want to talk about this week on our March Madness episode? about covers it i think it does too 
Um, of course, if you're listening to this, you probably know where to find us already, but if you don't, you can check us out at LandSharksAfterDark.com. We're on Twitter, at SharksAFTRDark. Um, if you ever wanted to email us, you can, LandSharksAfterDark at gmail.com. Uh, hopefully you haven't been, because I don't think I've checked that in multiple years. So, uh, But, hey, if you, if you just want to send emails, you can, and uh, maybe one day we'll see them and read them on the show, listener mail, anything like that. Um, but for now, I think that's going to do it for the show. Uh, we'll be back with you next week to talk about the first SEC baseball series, talk about the NIT tournament perhaps, uh, assuming Ole Miss actually gets to play Monmouth tomorrow, doesn't get snowed out, and, and hopefully we'll be, we'll be back with John. He doesn't you know, get buried in, a, in an ice flow or anything like that or fall into a snow drift or something. We'll be, be careful out there, buddy. We'll be okay. Yeah, you're... you're Pretty resilient guys, so I have faith in you. But for now, for John, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. Watch you again next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.